Hello, and welcome to the Three Uniques podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Rigby. I'm a business and leadership coach and entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of two teenagers and a purpose-led believer. My mission is to maximize the human potential by helping you unlock what's unique in all of us and design a big life that leaves you whole, grounded, and complete. Welcome to Three Uniques. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Three Uniques. I'm Brenda Rigney. I'm the host of Three Uniques. I'm also a business and leadership coach, and I love interviewing folks like Amanda Ross. Amanda is our next guest on Three Uniques, and she's a marketing strategist out of, well, I'm gonna say Hamilton, Ontario. For folks that don't know where Hamilton is, about a couple of hours outside of Toronto, Ontario. Most people heard of Toronto. Anyways, it was such a delightful conversation talking to Amanda. She's so full of life. Uh, One of her new, or sorry, one of her three uniques is, and not as a spoiler alert, around humor. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, We talk about processes, we talk about rituals, and all the while, Amanda is just bringing her humor to the whole interview. So it's great to connect with her and just hearing about what she does to service her clients in her marketing consulting business. So sit back, enjoy, and at the end of the interview, please like, share, and review our Three Uniques interview today with Amanda. It just tells me that you're connecting to the content, you like the guests that we're bringing on, and that you actually see it's possible to live your life through your Three Uniques. Hi everyone, it's Brenda back again with another episode of Three Uniques. Today we have on Amanda Ross, Hi, Amanda. How are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm good. So Amanda is a marketing strategist, and she's the owner of Brashberry. And you're in Hamilton, Ontario, in Canada, for people that are not in Canada listening in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Near Toronto. People also are like, Hamilton, what is even that? Yeah. It's right near Toronto. <laughs> okay, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about Brashberry. What is it that you do, Amanda? Yeah, so Brashberry, so I... Um, I'll, I'll try to do it as quick as I can. It's, every time I say that, I end up talking for an hour. So, you know, I'm gonna, so I'll do my best here. Um, so I um, went to college for fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, as you do, you know, who doesn't want to do that? So, of course, that's what I did. And when I left that, I had a part-time job and they said, you'd be really great in our management, um, the Hudson's Bay company. So okay. if people know or don't know, they yeah. said, you'd be really great in our management training program because I had already, was taken, had taken fashion in, in college. So I went to their management training program and ended up sort of um, for a couple of years leading. So they would put you into roles inside the stores in the management role. And you would be like getting mentored by um, the other managers and stuff like that. And actually doing, you know, you're doing schedules, you're doing everything they're doing. It's just, you're you know, not fully the manager. Um, so I did that for a couple of years and then I realized that I really hated retail. <laughs> why, why does anyone torture themselves with this? Um, so I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I quit and, um, I went back to school for web design and, um, graphic design. And so this is way back in the day. So, you know, this is in the early 2000s. So it was like 2001. Mm-hmm. And that's when I designed my first website using code. Cause back then we didn't have any fancy things. We didn't have oh, WordPress. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you had to do this like crazy coding thing. And then you'd press like run and it would like make a thing. And it was like amazing. Right. Like, Whoa, I made that thing <laughs> with like this weird thing. So, um, I kind of loved that. And, um, then I got hired for, uh, with an IT education and consulting company in their marketing department. 
Um, and I was there for about six years and I ended up, you know, as you do in any company, you grow and uh, grow into new roles. So I ended up, uh, by the time I left, I was leaving our international marketing team. We had offices in um, uh, South Africa, Mexico, the UK, Malaysia, mm -hmm. um, Australia, all over. Um, and so I had the biggest budget. And I remember I would go into the CFO's office because I'd always have to get him to sign all my POs and would be like, oh my God. What are, you, what are you spending half a million dollars on now? I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> just, just sign the papers. Um, but I always wanted to do my own thing. And I was like, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll go into real estate again, as you do, right? <laughs> of course you do. So right. went into real estate. Um, and what I loved about being in real estate was that I was A, able to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. B, I could really dive into the marketing because I loved, I've always loved that marketing stuff, right? So I could really get into the marketing. Um, and I love being in leadership. So I only actually was an actual realtor for probably a year and a half. Okay. And then I ended up back in leadership. So I ended up running two different large brokerages oh, wow. with over um, 150 and the other one was 220 um, agents. We had multiple offices and I had about 15 admin staff and, you know, that I, uh, you know, I guess they took care of me, not I took care of them. They really took care of me. So, um, so I did that for a couple of years. And then I was like, you know what I really love? I love being able to help these small business owners grow into their brand, right? I loved sort of taking them from being sort of this solo realtor and getting them to move into like team thinking business, you know, thinking of all of this in a very different way, being smart about their marketing strategies and their branding and all that good stuff. Um, so in 2013, I left, I quit and said, I'm doing my own thing. And that's when I started my own business. And so it started as a company called Realty Boost because I had a lot of real estate clients. Mm -hmm. So it was called Realty Boost. What happened at the same time is my sister started her own business and she's an HR leadership consultant. Um, at, at the time she was today, she's far more into the leadership side, but um, she started as sort of an HR uh, consultant. And so I ended up getting to know a whole bunch of other consultants sort of in, because she, that's who she ended up connecting with a lot of, you know, how you do you connect with people similar to you. Right. So, um, so then I was like, okay, I'm getting work from these people in a this makes us. So I had to change the company name. And I, of course, changed it to something that made complete sense to me. It was called Sparkology Lab, <laughs> which after a few years of that, because it was always a referral business. So I never worried too much about it. I was like, you yeah, know, it's fine. Um, but then uh, after a few years, I started shifting into move, like moving the business into building out like online courses and things like that. Right. So um, of course, people then needed to actually spell Sparkology Lab to go right. to the website, which I could barely spell it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit too complicated, I guess. Yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. Just a bit, Brenda. Yeah, so clearly that was a problem, right? So I've got to change the name because people had to be able to type out mm -hmm. the website if they wanted to, you know, just make it easier to roll up the tongue and stuff like that. So now the company is called Brashberry, which actually started, I actually came up with that name a number of years ago, but I couldn't get just .com. I could only get Brashberry Studio. And it just, I was like, I can't you know, I need to be.com. And then the other, when I started thinking about changing the name, I was like, I'm just going to look to see if brashberry.com. I know I always check it once in a while. I think that's kind of the whole story. And now, so now we are officially Brashberry. Um, so yes, I've been really running my own business in a very similar vein since 2013, um, where I really do still focus on helping that um, solo entrepreneur move into having a business. You're, you know, you're already kind of, you're feeling some success, but you're not really sure what the next steps are. And so I help you sort of really focus on um, building out smart strategies around generating, you know, leads, bringing in people onto your list, you know, marketing strategies that 
really catch attention and building a brand voice that, you know, makes people take notice. I think that's really important. I think a lot of people sometimes, you know, we all kind of look at what everybody else is doing and we kind of think, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. So we do the same thing when really that's exactly the opposite of what you're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's really around that. So it's marketing strategies. I still do web design because it's still the core of my, um, my heart and soul, um, marketing strategy, web design, and really email, uh, campaigns and things like that. And all building around helping you think about what are you doing on your socials and all of that good stuff too. Awesome. Yeah. And um, how have things been for you over, say, like the last year? I mean, obviously, it's been a challenging time for a lot of businesses. But I mean, you're in that sort of like growth generation uh, realm for uh, for startup entrepreneurs and and business owners. So how's it been for you just like, you know, reaching out, connecting with people? You know, it actually hasn't been bad. Um, So because I'm really, really lucky that I work with amazing clients that um, think I'm amazing, which I'm always like, wow, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) When they tell me, I'm like, you're like, wow, I did that. That's so cool that you, you know, think that and think that of me. So um, it's really awesome that they are so great. And so they refer me a lot. So I actually um, still get a lot of business from referral clients. So it's, it's, um, it has been bad. My July, I mean, my January started off with a bang. I had, you know, four quotes I was sending out. It was like, you know, it was not that bad. 2020 was slightly slower, but certainly not anything I was concerned about. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, in 2021 so far has been great. So I know that a lot of people absolutely have struggled and, um, I get it. I mean, I get it. I, you know, I, I can see that happening around me. Um, and I think, you know, I, you know, I think it's, you know, we didn't know it's like, these are the times though, when we see something like this happening, it's like, okay, we have to really think about how this happened, um, how, and what can we do in the future for something like this? If it ever happens again, right. We always hear about, make sure you have six months of, you know, money sitting in your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And how many people actually did that? How many people do that? Very few. Um, I think, you know, there's lots of lessons to be learned throughout this. Like, you know, really that it is critical to be prepared for, you know, honestly, like a year. I mean, this has been a long time. So I think six months is too short. I think we should all be, you should be prepared for like 12 months to be ready just in case something happens again. We don't know. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So Amanda, you're here to share your three uniques with us today. So I'd love to hear them. Okay. So I was like, well, I don't, where am I going with this? I don't know. So, um, so I would say my three uniques are going to be the ability to understand who people are fairly quickly. Um, number two unique would be that I am a process oriented mind. Like my mind always works in processes. Um, and three, I would say that I have, an, I have a few things I wrote down, but I would say number three is going to be um, bringing a sense of humor and fun to what I do. Nice. Okay, let's take it up to the top. So number one. Yeah, number one. So the ability to understand who people are quickly. Um, For me, this, and I just, I don't know where this necessarily comes from. I don't know if it's just because of, you know, um, having fashion as my background. That's always, you know, it's it's such a, it seems so disconnected from what I do, but it's actually so intertwined in everything that I do. Um, So understanding, you know, color theory and what those things mean. And when I meet people and, you know, so every time that I've had a client again, knock on wood, every time I've had a client and I create something for them, they always go, Oh my God, like, 
how you, you totally get me. Like, how did you do that with one call? Like, that's wow. unbelievable. That's um, yeah. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not like I have 10 calls with people to figure them out. I generally can have a call and go, okay, I kind of see who you are and what you want mm-hmm. from this. Um, and I'm sure over the years, it's also about understanding what types of questions to ask and, you know, to dig in and, you know, see, um, how they answer things and things like that. Um, and I also always do something just for any of the web designers out there. I always, I always send them about five, um, websites and they're always super different, right? Like totally, completely different. And some are going to be really calm. Some are going to be really professional. Some are going to be really like super crazy bold. Some are going to do really funky things. Some are going to like, so I always send them five things and say, out of these five, which ones did you immediately connect with? So it gives me an idea as to how far I can push the creativity aspect um, and sort of where their vibe kind of sits. So um, that's just one of the things that I I always do. Um, So yeah, I think that has been critical for me um, in being able to, you know, successfully help people is just that I have this ability to really understand um, who people are and kind of what they want to see in their brand. That's amazing. And does that show up in your personal relationships as well? Do you find? I do. Yeah. I, and I can, I'm, I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of like micro, um, micro move, like micro moments, micro movements, micro mm-hmm. sort of, right. So I can also when people make those micro things, I can pick those up really, really well. I'm really good at picking up and going, Oh, something, something happened there. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's this fleeting, you know, like half of a half of a half second, um, facial expression or twitch of an eye or reaction that someone has before they kind of cover up that, that didn't feel right. Right. Like, you know, right. we always we try to cover up when, when something yeah. happens, that, right. Like tell, right. Like in poker. <laughs> exactly. So I'm really good at picking that up too. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So let's talk about that a bit more. Like, I don't say to them, I saw your face move funny, but I'm like, I can tell that we've, we've got to dig in here a little bit more. Um, so that's always been really helpful to me as well, for sure. Okay, cool. Second unique. What's that? Uh, so yes, that is the process oriented mind. Um, and so basically for me, um, I have always sort of worked through things through step by step by step. Um, and it's been really, really helpful um, in the way that sort of I do everything I do. I think of everything. I think of like the, what is the end goal? What are we, what are we trying to achieve? And then I really work backwards from that mm-hmm. and sort of figure out what are all the things that have to happen in order to make this happen. Um, and so it's been obviously helpful in everything I do, but it's also, you know, even helping friends and things like that or family or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a friend of mine had an event that they were doing and they had a team that was helping them, but they brought me in because they knew that I could think of things that they couldn't think of. Right. So, um, so even when we got in, I was like, okay, it's, and it's little silly things, but it's like, okay, when people get here, what happens? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, they're going to come up, they're going to register. I'm like, no, 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 no. There are, there are like 10 things that happen before they register. Mm-hmm. They get off the elevator. Then what happens? Do they turn left? Do they turn right? How do they know? Right? Like, it's like just every, thinking of those tiny, tiny little moments, everything that we can, because that way you don't miss anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so my mind just works like that. I think of tiny, minute moments so that, um, you know, I'm, nothing gets missed. Right. So it's just, it's thinking through the process and how are we actually, how does everything get accomplished? And then if I do this, what's the 10 things that are going to happen? If I, what's the consequence to that? Yeah, that's amazing. I could see how that could be really helpful for a client too. That's, you know, like, obviously if you're starting up your business, you've got all these things you've got to consider. This could be a huge asset to have you like on the client's team to be able to think about all those little details. So it's like they can focus in on where they need to spend their time. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if you miss one thing, right, it can just, oh, the, whole, the dominoes, it's like the domino effect, right? right. Like, so nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, for sure. Uh, and then your third unique. Uh, my third unique, I would say, is just bringing a sense of humor to this and um, also keeping it light. Like sometimes what I do, you know, because of what I do, they're big things. You know, mm -hmm. my projects are big. Um, you know, these are not cheap projects. People spend a lot of money to work with me. Um, so it's making sure that they feel a super comfortable and safe. Right. Um, and part of that, I really think is bringing in humor so that they also know, like, it's okay. Like everything is fixable. Like we can fix everything and, and this is going to be fun for you. Don't, you know, people think, Oh God, my website, I want to kill myself. Right. And I'm like, no, this is going to be so awesome. Or my marketing strategy, I can't even manage thinking about what does that even look like? I'm like, mm -hmm. no, this is supposed to be fun. So, um, it's just about making them really enjoy the whole process that we go through so that, um, you know, it's not awful cause it can be. And so I think it's really important to bring that sense of humor and sort of that calm sort of, and, and friendship style, you know, discussions and things like that, that all sort of fits really well for me. And so my clients, you know, they have to, they generally also have really great sense of humor. So I've been really, really lucky with that too. So, um, it helps, but it's just, you know, making sure that we don't let everything get dark and scary. Right. <laughs> like it's, everything's going to be okay. We can do any, we can do anything. We can fix anything and let's just keep it as light and fun as possible for the client so that they feel uh, really safe and secure in everything that's happening. Is there something that you do like a daily ritual that helps keep that like humor, lightness, fun, like, you know, available for yourself. So then, then you can be like your best for your clients. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a person that does, you know, I know a lot of people do like, I get up and I meditate and I write on my gratitudes and all that. And I think that's all wonderful. <laughs> I do not do that. Um, you know, for me, I do have a routine because I'm a very routine person, but those are not the things on my routine. Um, so my routine is very much, I get up, um, I take the dog downstairs, to get her breakfast. Mm -hmm. Then I drink a glass, I drink 16 ounces of water. Like it's very like, this is literally what happens. Drink right. 16 ounces of water. We go for a walk. We're gone for 20 I'm back. I get my tea latte. I check out the news. I read what I have to read. I work out for an hour and then I get to, you know, I shower and I get to work. Like that's, that's what happens. pretty comprehensive though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Step by, like I said, I'm very processed. I am because I am that way. I'm, I tend to be very routine. So right. like, does that things happen? Um, so yes, but I would say for me, um, you know, I just, I try to see the humor in everything. Like my dog is a great, um, you know, she's like my little sidekick too. And she just makes me giggle all the time. So, um, and I laugh at myself, like, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I'll be walking her along and I'm, you know, I'll be nattering on to myself. Like, I'll be like, Oh God, I got to do these 10 things today. And then I'll right. be like, Oh my God, these people are driving by and seeing me nattering away. You know what? I just giggle at myself and like, it's okay. Like just mm -hmm. be silly. And, 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 and like invite that in and, um, you know, find the humor in the small things like, where you can, especially, you know, for 2020 and some of 2021, it hasn't been the most enjoyable ride. Right. Um, so yeah, I think finding humor in everything and not beating yourself up about stuff, like that kind of stuff, like just let stuff go because the more you kill yourself over things, the less you're letting the light in. Right. So like, don't, don't kill yourself over mistakes. Like I've made, oh God, I make bloody mistakes all the time. Right. So like, mm -hmm. just 
get past it, keep the humor going, find the fun in the small things, um, you know, and just and keep it light and, you know, enjoy conversations with people and, you know, that kind of stuff. So right. yeah, nothing, I wouldn't say there's anything major, but I would definitely just say it's just about keeping it, keeping things light and be serious when you have to be, of course, but like, mm-hmm. you know, do your best not to, not to drown in, in sort of the heaviness of how the world can be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so who's like your biggest cheerleader that you've got in your court? My sister. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah she's my best friend. I actually call each other soulmates. We're soulmates. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's my, my best friend. Um, she, you know, is absolutely my biggest cheerleader. She is, is super supportive, mm-hmm. um, of, you know, everything I do. And she, we grew up in, even though we grew up in the same household, we grew up differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, happens, um, you know, because I was the, I was the baby. She was the first child. So there's, you know, there's differences in the way that parents parent those two children as well. Right. So, um, Pam was like, she's always been the high achiever. There's been a lot of pressure on her to do that. Where for me, it was like, you know, if we can get through the day and Amanda doesn't, you know, jump over the fence and steal the neighbor's apples, then it's a good day. (laughs) You know, that's just how I was. Got so bad at one point, the neighbor actually came over and brought a barrel of apples and was like, your daughter keeps stealing my apples. So here's a barrel of apples. I was like, it's not about the apples. It's just, it's about not getting caught. <laughs> or yeah, or the adventure of climbing the fence and like climbing the tree, right? And all yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds like so, a fun thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool that you have her as your cheerleader. That's important. It's important to have. And I always sort of stress that with my clients. It's like, you know, who's your cheerleader? Because like, there's going to be days where you're like, you're doubting yourself and you're totally. judging yourself and you know, yeah, you can jump on Voxer or send me a text or something, but if I'm not available, like, you know, who's your, who's your go-to person that you can just continue to kind of like renew yourself with. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's great. critical for sure. And if I could give you a billboard and you could put this billboard anywhere in the world and put anything on it, what would it say? And where would you put it? Um, oh gosh, you know, I would probably, there's two things I could say, but I'll go with one. Um, and I would just say like anything is fixable. Mm-hmm. anything is fixable. Right. So, you know, we've heard that before from other people, but it really is true. Like anything is fixable. Um, don't get hung up on things, no matter what it is in life. Right. Like even the relationships are bad, they can be fixed. Right. Or, you know, even in the fix might be that we end that relationship. Right. But everything has a solution. Right. There's always yeah. a solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think it's really important to not get stuck and think, I can't get out of whatever this problem is. Mm-hmm. There's always, always a solution for that. Amazing. Amanda, it's been great having you on Three Weeks today. Thank you so much for sharing them with us and taking the time out. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah, no, it was a great having you here. And I always say to everybody that's tuning in, there's 7.7 billion people on this planet. Yeah. Someone needs what you've got. So get out there and share your three uniques. Thanks again, Amanda. Yeah, thank you. Hello, friends. Welcome back. I'm so glad that I had an opportunity to connect with Amanda. Uh, I actually, she mentioned her sister's name near the end of the interview. Her sister, uh, Pam Ross, I've known for quite a while within sort of the HR circuit within Canada. And it was great getting connected to Amanda. And earlier in my podcast, when I first launched uh, Three Uniques, I did actually interview Amanda's sister, Pam. So you can go back in the directory and check it out hope everyone had a good time listening to Amanda. And again, remember, like, share, and 
send me a review and let me know what you thought. And last point always, remember there's seven and a half billion people on this planet. Somebody needs what you've got. Take care everyone.